The Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Dollar. All right. Eager to be with you, as always, each and every evening as we make our way through the scriptures. We're going to continue through the book of Jeremiah. Tonight we will begin with our Wisdom and Worship segment, reading the first half of Psalm 116. It's an anonymous one, but we think it might have been Hezekiah. Remember that Hezekiah was given 15 years of additional life by the Lord. I've heard well-respected Bible teachers say that it's very likely that he used that 15 years to write a group of psalms and that this might have been one of those. The psalmist gives praise to the Lord because the Lord saves him from certain death that would fit into the scenario of Hezekiah, how that worship is a thankful response, not trying to repay him, but just a response of gratitude and humility. So we'll begin our time tonight with a reading from Psalm 116, which I know you will enjoy. Then we'll pick up in the book of Jeremiah, Chapter 25, it's going to be a very eventful evening because Jeremiah in the text that we are going to read tonight lays it out very clearly that God is going to take the people of Judah into exile for 70 years. Yes, he gives a number, an exact number, and that's the time it takes from 586 to 515 when the temple is rebuilt back in Jerusalem. That's generally speaking how that 70 years is measured from the time it was destroyed in 586 to the time it was rebuilt in 515. Jeremiah himself will have a narrow escape from death in tonight's reading as well. He was very much persecuted and threatened by those who listened to his messages. In chapter 23 and 24, he warns against false prophets. And we're going to see one of those false prophets tonight. A false prophet is not necessarily someone who just goes out there blatantly lying, but it's someone who tries to speak in the name of God, may sound very religious, very reasonable, very scientific, but they just leave God out of the formula. In other words, God has nothing to do with it. They have an alternate explanation for everything that happens, but it doesn't lead to repentance. Psalm 116, 1-11. I love the Lord because He hears and answers my prayers. 
Because he bends down and listens, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death had its hands around my throat. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and then he saved me. Now I can rest again, for the Lord has been so good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I prayed, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you, these people are all liars. End of reading Psalm 116, 1 through 11. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name? You know, there are some people that say the God of the Old Testament is cruel and terrible and God of justice and judgment, while the God of the New Testament is loving and kind. Well, this passage puts the lie to that theory. He is a loving God all through the Bible. You have a lot of people who say things about the Bible, but they have never read the Bible. Oh, someone said this, or everybody thinks this about the Bible. It is simply is not true. The God of the Old Testament, uh, yes, indeed, is a holy and righteous God, a just a judge, no doubt about it. But so is the God of the New Testament. And the God of the Old Testament is a God of love and compassion and mercy and forgiveness and kindness. And so is the God of the New Testament. God has not changed and does not change throughout the 66 books of the Bible. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 25 now. Jeremiah has warned about false prophets, those who come up with feel-good messages, self-help messages. They're telling them, no, we're not going to be destroyed. You're going to be just fine. Within two years, Nebuchadnezzar is going to bring us right back here, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Jeremiah confronts that lie. Remember, a false prophet doesn't have to be terrible and evil with fangs. It just needs to be telling a false message. He can be smiling and be very attractive. They have an alternative message to the message of God. That is the false prophet. Let's listen now to the book of Jeremiah on the Bible life. Jeremiah 25, 1 through 28, 17. Jeremiah 25. This message for all the people of Judah came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the fourth year of Jehoiakim's reign over Judah. This was the year when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon began his reign. Jeremiah the prophet said to the people in Judah and Jerusalem, For the past 23 years, from the 13th year of Josiah son of Ammon, king of Judah, until now, the Lord has been giving me his messages. I have faithfully passed them on to you, but you have not listened. Again and again the Lord has sent you his prophets, but you have not listened or even tried to hear. Each time the message was this, Turn from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. Only then will I let you live in this land that the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever. Do not make me angry by worshiping the idols you have made. Then I will not harm you. But you would not listen to me, says the Lord. You made me furious by worshiping your idols, bringing on yourselves all the disasters you now suffer. And now the Lord Almighty says, Because you have not listened to me, I will gather together all the armies of the north under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, whom I have appointed as my deputy. I will bring them all against this land and its people, and against the other nations near you. 
I will completely destroy you and make you an object of horror and contempt and a ruin forever. I will take away your happy singing and laughter. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. Your businesses will fail and all your homes will stand silent and dark. This entire land will become a desolate wasteland. Israel and her neighboring lands will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. Then, after the seventy years of captivity are over, I will punish the king of Babylon and his people for their sins, says the Lord. I will make the country of the Babylonians an everlasting wasteland. I will bring upon them all the terrors I have promised in this book, all the penalties announced by Jeremiah against the nations. Many nations and great kings will enslave the Babylonians, just as they enslaved my people. I will punish them in proportion to the suffering they cause my people. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me, Take from my hand this cup filled to the brim with my anger, and make all the nations to whom I send you drink from it. When they drink from it, they will stagger, crazed by the warfare I will send against them. So I took the cup of anger from the Lord and made all the nations drink from it, every nation the Lord sent me to. I went to Jerusalem and the other towns of Judah, and their kings and officials drank from the cup. From that day until this, they have been a desolate ruin, an object of horror, contempt, and cursing. I went to Egypt and spoke to Pharaoh, his officials, his princes, and his people. They too drank from that terrible cup, along with all the foreigners living in that land. So did all the kings of the land of Uz and the kings of the Philistine cities of Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and what remains of Ashdod. Then I went to the nations of Edom, Moab, and Ammon, and the kings of Tyre and Sidon, and the kings of the regions across the sea. I went to Dedan, Tema, and Booz, and to the people who live in distant places. I went to the kings of Arabia, the kings of the nomadic tribes of the desert, and to the kings of Zimri, Elam, and Media. And I went to the kings of the northern countries, far and near, one after the other, all the kingdoms of the world. And finally, the king of Babylon himself drank from the cup of the Lord's anger. Then the Lord said to me, Now tell them the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Drink from this cup of my anger. Get drunk and vomit, and you will fall to rise no more. For I am sending terrible wars against you. And if they refuse to accept the cup, tell them, The Lord Almighty says, You must drink from it. You cannot escape. I have begun to punish Jerusalem, the city where my own name is honored. Now, should I let you go unpunished? No, you will not escape disaster. I will call for war against all the nations of the earth. I, the Lord Almighty, have spoken. Now prophesy all these things and say to them, The Lord will roar loudly against his own land from his holy dwelling in heaven. He will shout against everyone on the earth like the harvesters do as they crush juice from the grapes. His cry of judgment will reach the ends of the earth, for the Lord will bring his case against all the nations. He will judge all the people of the earth, slaughtering the wicked with his sword. The Lord has spoken. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Look, disaster will fall upon nation after nation. A great whirlwind of fury is rising from the most distant corners of the earth. In that day, those the Lord has slaughtered will fill the earth from one end to the other. No one will mourn for them or gather up their bodies to bury them. They will be scattered like dung on the ground. Weep and moan, you evil shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of the flock. The time of your slaughter has arrived. 
You will fall and shatter like fragile pottery. You will find no place to hide. There will be no way to escape. Listen to the frantic cries of the shepherds, to the leaders of the flock shouting in despair, for the Lord is spoiling their pastures. Peaceful meadows will be turned into a wasteland by the Lord's fierce anger. He has left his den like a lion seeking its prey, and their land will be made desolate by the sword of the enemy and the Lord's fierce anger. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 26. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. The Lord said, Stand out in front of the temple of the Lord and make an announcement to the people who have come there to worship from all over Judah. Give them my entire message. Include every word. Perhaps they will listen and turn from their evil ways. Then I will be able to withhold the disaster I am ready to pour out on them because of their sins. Say to them, This is what the Lord says. If you will not listen to me and obey the law I have given you, and if you will not listen to my servants, the prophets, for I sent them again and again to warn you, but you would not listen to them, then I will destroy this temple as I destroyed Shiloh, the place where the tabernacle was located, and I will make Jerusalem an object of cursing in every nation on earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people listened to Jeremiah as he spoke in front of the Lord's temple. But when Jeremiah had finished his message, saying everything the Lord had told him to say, the priests and prophets and all the people at the temple mobbed him. Kill him, they shouted. What right do you have to prophesy in the Lord's name that this temple will be destroyed like Shiloh? What do you mean saying that Jerusalem will be destroyed? And all the people threatened him as he stood in front of the temple. When the officials of Judah heard what was happening, they rushed over from the palace and sat down at the new gate of the temple to hold court. The priests and prophets presented their accusations to the officials and the people. This man should die, they said. You have heard with your own ears what a traitor he is, for he has prophesied against this city. Then Jeremiah spoke in his own defense. The Lord sent me to prophesy against this temple and this city, he said. The Lord gave me every word that I have spoken. But if you stop your sinning and begin to obey the Lord your God, he will cancel this disaster that he has announced against you. As for me, I am helpless and in your power. Do with me as you think best. But if you kill me, rest assured that you will be killing an innocent man. The responsibility for such a deed will lie on you, on this city, and on every person living in it. For it is absolutely true that the Lord sent me to speak every word you have heard. Then the officials and the people said to the priests and prophets, This man does not deserve the death sentence, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then some of the wise old men stood and spoke to the people there. They said, Think back to the days when Micah of Moresheth prophesied during the reign of King Hezekiah of Judah. He told the people of Judah, This is what the Lord Almighty says, Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to rubble. A great forest will grow on the hilltop where the temple now stands. But did King Hezekiah and the people kill him for saying this? No, they turned from their sins and worshipped the Lord. They begged him to have mercy on them. Then the Lord held back the terrible disaster he had pronounced against them. If we kill Jeremiah, who knows what will happen to us? At this time, Uriah, son of Shemaiah from Kiriath-Jerim, was also prophesying for the Lord. And he predicted the same terrible disaster against the city and nation as Jeremiah did. 
When King Jehoiakim and the army officers and officials heard what he was saying, the king sent someone to kill him. But Uriah heard about the plot and escaped to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent Elnathan, son of Achbor, to Egypt, along with several other men, to capture Uriah. They took him prisoner and brought him back to King Jehoiakim. The king then killed Uriah with a sword and had him buried in an unmarked grave. Ahikam, son of Shaphan, also stood with Jeremiah and persuaded the court not to turn him over to the mob to be killed. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 27 This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord early in the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah. The Lord said to me, Make a yoke and fasten it on your neck with leather thongs. Then send messages to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon through their ambassadors to King Zedekiah in Jerusalem. Give them this message for their masters. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. By my great power I have made the earth and all its people and every animal. I can give these things of mine to anyone I choose. Now I will give your countries to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who is my servant. I have put everything, even the wild animals, under his control. All the nations will serve him and his son and his grandson until his time is up. But then many nations and great kings will conquer and rule over Babylon. So you must submit to Babylon's king and serve him. Put your neck under Babylon's yoke. I will punish any nation that refuses to be his slave, says the Lord. I will send war, famine, and disease upon that nation until Babylon has conquered it. Do not listen to your false prophets, fortune tellers, interpreters of dreams, mediums, and sorcerers who say, The king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are all liars. And I will drive you from your land and send you far away to die. But the people of any nation that submits to the king of Babylon will be allowed to stay in their own country to farm the land as usual. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then I repeated this same message to King Zedekiah of Judah. If you want to live, submit to the king of Babylon and his people, I said. Why do you insist on dying, you and your people? Why should you choose war, famine, and disease, which the Lord will bring against every nation that refuses to submit to Babylon's king? Do not listen to the false prophets who keep telling you, the king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are liars. This is what the Lord says. I have not sent these prophets. They are telling you lies in my name, so I will drive you from this land. You will all die, you and all these prophets too. Then I spoke to the priests and the people and said, This is what the Lord says. Do not listen to your prophets who claim that soon the gold utensils taken from my temple will be returned from Babylon. It is all a lie. Do not listen to them. Surrender to the king of Babylon and you will live. Why should this whole city be destroyed? If they really are the Lord's prophets, let them pray to the Lord Almighty about the gold utensils that are still left in the Lord's temple and in the king's palace and in the palaces of Jerusalem. Let them pray that these remaining articles will not be carried away with you to Babylon. For this is what the Lord Almighty says about the bronze pillars in front of the temple, the bronze sea in the temple courtyard, the bronze water carts, and all the other ceremonial articles. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon left them here when he exiled Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, to Babylon, along with all the other important people of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says about the precious things kept in the temple and in the palace of Judah's king. 
They will all be carried away to Babylon and will stay there until I send for them, says the Lord. But someday I will bring them back to Jerusalem again. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 28. One day in late summer of that same year, the fourth year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, Hananiah, son of Azur, a prophet from Gibeon, addressed me publicly in the temple while all the priests and people listened. He said, The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I will remove the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years I will bring back all the temple treasures that King Nebuchadnezzar carried off to Babylon. And I will bring back Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the other captives that were taken to Babylon. I will surely break the yoke that the king of Babylon has put on your necks. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah responded to Hananiah as they stood in front of all the priests and people at the temple. He said, Amen! May your prophecies come true. I hope the Lord does everything you say. I hope he does bring back from Babylon the treasures of this temple and all our loved ones. But listen now to the solemn words I speak to you in the presence of all these people. The ancient prophets who preceded you and me spoke against many nations, always warning of war, famine, and disease. So a prophet who predicts peace must carry the burden of proof. Only when his predictions come true can it be known that he is really from the Lord. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hananiah said again to the crowd that had gathered, The Lord has promised that within two years he will break the yoke of oppression from all the nations now subject to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. At that, Jeremiah left the temple area. Soon afterward, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Go and tell Hananiah, this is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but you have replaced it with a yoke of iron. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I have put a yoke of iron on the necks of all these nations, forcing them into slavery under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have put everything, even the wild animals, under his control. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but the people believe your lies. Therefore, the Lord says you must die. Your life will end this very year because you have rebelled against the Lord. Two months later, Hananiah died. End of reading, Jeremiah 25, 1 through 28, 17. This is the Bible live. Thou shalt not go away. Yes, it was many, many centuries ago, 600 years before Christ, 2,600 years ago. How could that possibly be relevant to us today? It's relevant because the same God rules in the affairs of men and nations today, and he rules with the same priorities and the same criteria of judgment. God is still doing the same thing he was doing in the time of Jeremiah. He's calling out a people for himself from every nation, every tribe, every language group, every people group on the globe. God is revealing himself, and he was using the people of Israel in a specific way as an earthly revelation of himself in them and through them and with them, using them to keep alive a witness to the true and living God, the God of the Bible. God is still, even today, carrying out that plan of redemption, calling out from the human race a people for himself. He was definitely in a different phase of his plan during the time of Jeremiah. This was a different 
time during the rolling out of his plan. In those times, God was using this people group of Israel and Judah as a witness to the empires as they rose and fell around them. First in Egypt, then the Arameans with their capital in Damascus. Later on, the Assyrians with their capital up in Nineveh. They were the ones who swooped down in 722 B.C. and conquered both the Arameans in their capital in Damascus, and they conquered the ten northern tribes of Israel with their capital of Samaria. Then God uses this great emperor Nebuchadnezzar, who comes to the throne in 605 B.C., the year of the first invasion of Judah under Nebuchadnezzar. So God announces now, first through Isaiah and now through Jeremiah, In chapter 25, Jeremiah says to all the people in Judah and Jerusalem, For the past 23 years, from the 13th year of the reign of King Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until now, the Lord has been giving me his messages, and I have faithfully passed them on to you, but you have not listened. He began his messages 27 years before that there would be destruction, that they would be judged, and that it would be 70 years of exile in Babylon. 27 years before the event, Jeremiah predicts it and tells it exactly against a lot of opposition from the king and the political leaders, from the religious leaders, from the societal leaders, from every level and every part of society. There were those who resisted his message. They considered him to be non-patriotic. They questioned his motives. They called him a liar to his face. They threatened him with death. We read about one of those tonight. But Jeremiah continued to preach and teach this message courageously, just as God had told him when he began his ministry. In chapter 26, God even says to Jeremiah, stand in front of the courtyard, in front of the temple, and give this message. Give them my entire message. Include every word. (laughs) Jeremiah, by this time, might be tired of telling them the bad parts. Maybe he'd like to just tell them the good parts and soften it, weaken the message a little bit. But God says, don't do that. And Jeremiah gives the entire message of God. Someone must speak the message to America today, and America must listen. People of this nation must hear the message of God. We, too, are under judgment of God. We, too, are called to repent, to turn away from our sin and our unrighteousness, our wickedness, or God will judge us as well. Our two passages tonight, the Wisdom and Worship segment from Psalm 116, the first half of that psalm, and then our passage from Jeremiah chapters 25 through 28 tonight. They go together so beautifully, so very well. God speaks to his people. He has spoken. Jewish tradition, of course, says that the time of the prophets ended and around the time of Jesus, of course, John the Baptist being the last of the prophets of the Old Testament since. But God is judging the world today and He. He may use China to judge corrupt, immoral Western civilization or America or even Muslim nations to judge us. He didn't use Babylon because Babylon was good. He used them because he chose to use Babylon. We'll see you next time here on The Bible Life. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Kendall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. 
Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.